0: Welcome to Colin. Colin All Useful Idiots. We're so excited to be here. Um, tweet this out. Share the gospel. We got some people already in here <clears throat> and I'm just here to take your questions. So it's a great time. I'm up in Maine, by the way. I got a little cute dog next to me. His name is Oliver or Ollie. It's really cute. Um, yeah. I'm tired. I didn't sleep that well, guys. I hope I was okay on uh, the the live stream. Oh, we got Case studying. Here, Case, no one's online yet. Case, why don't you come in and... Um, can you guys all hear me? Case, come in and tell us what's new with you, <clears throat> if you can. Great. I want to hear what you're clipping. How's it going, Case?
1: What's going on, Katie? What's up to the chat? Much love to y'all. Nothing much going on. I just uh, clipped a couple clips this morning. And I might do a little bit more clipping before I go to the gym, but um, oh, yeah, nice. not so much. yeah. There's a a lot of uh stuff going on t- Twitter with the uh, you know Joe Rogan and um RFK trying yeah. to get that other guy to debate. I saw a lot of right. that. Yeah, what That's you think after. about it? Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. I haven't seen. I've just seen a lot of people commenting on it, but I actually mm-hmm. don't know. I haven't seen the actual footage or the substance of the debate. It's just yeah, something I, vaccine related, right?
1: i li- i listened to the whole um r f k junior joe rogan um the the podcast i i thought yeah. it was interesting my my thing because um, i i've talked to other uh leftists uh i call you guys leftist leaders and okay. uh th- there are some people that are totally like oh he's anti vax and then um me personally when i listen to him with as as somebody that's let's say i'm not influenced by outsiders right and i just listened to this guy I said i'll think okay it sounds very logical right everything you see that he's saying he's, he's stating the facts he's stating a lot of different things and then so i I am somebody that's personally would like to see a debate because that's how I learned uh real quick katie and then I'll, I'll let Derek jump in here the way I became a leftist was that same way I listened to people debate. So I started off, I got into politics being a Ron Paul supporter and, and I got into uh, being very interested in Ron Paul back in 2007. So he's a libertarian for people who don't know. And um, I thought he was really uh, the person, the truth teller talking about why we go to war overseas. And and, and that's what attracted me to him. But it wasn't until I met, uh, I got into a guy named Tom Hartman, who was a progressive uh, radio talk show host. And all he used to do for the most part, a lot of times was he debated conservative, debated Mm conservatives, And he totally brought me over to the progressive. I thought he made a lot more sense. So I I approached this situation the same way. Like I want to see two people debate and then I'll decide how I feel about it. What do you think, Katie?
0: Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, I don't really get the don't. I mean, I think if some people are really bad at debating and another person is good at debating and dishonest, because some people are good at being dishonest, then yeah. I think maybe you don't do it. But I don't really get the whole don't debate thing, especially when it's like, don't platform someone, don't legitimize them. It's like, yeah. this doctor has a much smaller platform than Joe Rogan. So Joe yeah. Rogan would be legitimizing him. Like, he's not going to yeah. sh- sh- expose people to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's going to expose people to him.
1: Yeah. And he did say that he Joe Rogan had him on the show before. So Pete, yeah. I heard, I saw somebody say, um, oh, why don't you give him the same time by himself before doing a debate. And I'm, and I'm thinking, well, the guy was on the show apparently before, so he already gave him time right. So the next step is a debate, you know? Right. I saw right. SC Cup was one of the people that she was for uh, RFK and this guy debating. She said she disagreed with the uh, platform with uh, Joe Rogan because he, would, he might be biased. So maybe they should yeah. do a debate. In a neutral um, yeah, location. That's true. So,
0: the, the issue people
1: hmm. want RFK to debate him or they want Joe Rogan to debate him? RF, they want RFK to, to, to debate him because okay. apparently, according to that podcast, RFK said that everybody that he tried to debate and they have arranged debates to people have arranged to debate him, but then they chicken out last minute. He said there's mm. one situation where They had up to three people debating him by himself, and then they were only going to give him nine minutes. And he said, sure, I'll still go. And when he went there, the other three people didn't show up.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. No, it would be good to see a debate between those two. I hope they do it.
1: I hope they force the debate also. I I get that,
0: like, I get that, Mm -hmm. though. Maybe they shouldn't do it. I mean, I feel like they should do it on Joe Rogan's chant. Like, Joe Rogan could host it, but maybe someone else would mod- could moderate it.
1: I, I would say have um Hortex, what's his name, Robert Hortex, or whatever his name is, have him bring three other, you know how Joe Rogan has Jamie, and Jamie's the producer that he yeah. looks up stuff? I would say have the other guy bring three Jamies, mm. and then have another moderator, you know, that's more neutral than Joe Rogan. Yeah. Right. But Joe Rogan should still be allowed to like ask maybe a couple follow ups. Sure.
0: Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good idea. Have him be one of the people asking questions. Maybe i not the moderator. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I see Derek and Nestor there, so I don't want to take okay. up too much of their time. But right. much love to you, Katie. Thanks,
0: Case. Uh, Everyone's good... on Twitter.
1: Thank you for still doing these uh, call ins. Appreciate you. Sure.
0: Yeah. Great. Bye-bye. Bye, Case.
1: Okay, Derek. Hey,
2: Derek. Hey, about? Katie. Uh, yeah, I don't think that I I get the position of not debating RFK because the problem with people like him is that there's no there's no off ramp and someone like that is not going to be their mind is not going to be changed and people are not going to change their minds and so like it's it's someone had the the analogy that if you debated someone over like whether the moon was made out of like cheese or something, you would have to do all this research, you know, sending people up to the moon to, to engage their point, whatever. And they, and they would just be like, Oh, well, I still don't agree with you. And that's kind of where people are.
0: Right. You know? Well, I don't think so, a debate like this is to change RFK's mind. The question is whether or not other people learn from the debate,
2: but they're not going to so, learn because it's
0: already decided.
2: Yeah, and his audience is baked in. I, I, I think that's I think that's the big the biggest problem I think with our political discourse is that there's just the incentives are all broken. I mean RFK himself, I just I, I'm just amazed that people who hate Biden from the left are I mean, I, I know some people have, but like his his stances on Israel are just like not even they make Biden look like a progressive on Israel yeah. and his stances on like the border, his stance on Medicare for all, like I don't know. I, I think a lot of people just are allowing their hatred of the Democratic establishment to kind of blind them with this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And the I same, is,
0: that, yeah. Sorry, the same is true for
2: what I said. The same is true with the Trump stuff. I'm not a fan of like him being locked up of the of the Espionage Act and him being charged. But it's like, why why is he the person that gets Like, I would love to see the, the, from the people who defended Trump from Biden, I would love to see that energy put towards like actual people who are victims of, of like overreach, like actual normal everyday citizens, not, not a president, not a, not a former president who, who would not give a damn if, you know, God forbid Katie Helper was locked up as a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I see what
0: you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I think that I think with RFK, what happens is that for some people, um, the they think he's better. I mean, I think he's better on Ukraine, obviously. And for some people, that's like the only issue that matters because they're like, well, there won't be a planet if we have nuclear war. But I'm not I mean, I'm not necessarily I'm not saying that that's I still think people should be clear eyed about him and his policies.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. Okay, sorry. Yeah, the Ukraine, the yeah. Ukraine I get that Ukraine is an issue, but, but I, I I do wonder like, Ukraine is an issue. And it's a big issue, but it can't be the only issue. Right. Like, I agree, like, yeah. like, the Israel stance to me just cancels out Ukraine. I mean, yeah. suppo- I would say supporting Israel is like infinitely worse than any sort of pro Ukraine take. I mean, that's just unacceptable. To say Israel yeah. is the democracy is like embarrassing. So, yeah. You know, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah.
0: Showed poor judgment. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Thank you for taking my call.
0: Of course there. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Hey. Okay, Nestor.
2: Hey
3: Katie. How you doing? I'm good, you I'm doing great. I just got back uh from my trip to Thailand a week ago.
0: Oh nice, how was it? Oh, uh,
3: it was fantastic, but I kinda went over the board a little bit and got myself what do you mean? a little bit
0: of hot water.
3: Uh Oh, oh, what
0: happened? Oh, you spent too much money. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. But on this topic, uh, RFK and you know next year's election. Uh, as far as Israel goes, you know that that's just a quagmire. That is. I don't. I don't know if there is anyone that can go up against the evangelical. um, Right.
0: Christian Zionist
3: yeah the christian sign is and not just them but you have you know catholics you have pretty much any uh, every uh denomination of christianity that supports israel and that that makes the majority of of the citizens in the u.s so maybe he's going i don't know how honest he is about supporting israel or maybe it's, it's a strategic thing where he knows that you know that would just kill his campaign if he if he you know all of a sudden said, you know screw Israel we're gonna stop funding it and all this and that it would just be a a a nail in the in the coffin you know yeah so unfortunately Amen. that's the that's the realistic situation here in in the united states
0: I guess um, I think what's what bothers some people it does bother me is the i see it as like a double standard. I think some people are finally having to acknowledge his positions aren't great, but a lot of people were like dismissing Marianne Williamson. They were just like, "She's a Zionist. I'll never vote for her. She's a Zionist." And then they weren't saying anything about RFK. And I'll say this right now: like, I think Marianne. I don't agree with her 100% on Israel, but she's much better. Her statements are so much better than RFK. She would never say some things that he said. So that that's like a pet peeve of mine
3: yeah and Russia. I think I feel like it's more of a psyop that that this is made into a bigger issue for what the current moment is calling for, which is ending this war in Ukraine and and, and making a, a political and diplomatic relations back to normal with Russia and China right. and that's what and that is ultimately what is the better option because you're not gonna get everything you want. It's impossible, you know? It, it's like, I, when I was on my trip, I wish there was two of me, just so I could have done more, but it's just impossible for one person to do everything that somebody else wants, or, you know, you can't, like the, what's it called, the parable, where if you try to please everyone, you just end up uh, with nothing, you know? You just end up with nothing. Yeah. And, and, and it's very true, you know, it's the realistic, a part of being alive, being, uh, living and having that experience of just life. And, and I, and it's another topic that's very important that it's that, you know, right now, uh, when I went on my trip, uh, cause I got, I spent too much and I called the embassy over there. Right. Uh-uh. In case I needed, uh, to, you know, get a, uh, a, a quicker flight home or, and see what kind of help they offer. And all the embassy, could offer and can offer when you're overseas is that they'll buy you your plane ticket but as a loan so whatever the plane ticket cost if you buy a plane ticket on a emergency basis like you buy it that hour that day it's going to be around three thousand four thousand dollars and the government gives you that plane ticket as a loan with a 11 to 12 percent interest rate and they confiscate, they confiscate your passport and they won't give your passport back until you pay that loan back. So I, I want people to think about that. That is all the embassy does for you when you're in a situation where you either, you know, spent too much or whatever. And And that is all that they offer you. And that is after all the taxes we pay, all the crap we put up. All this billions of dollars that they send to Ukraine, as a citizen, this is all they offer you. And what what is the point of this U.S. hegemony? What is the point of this uh, empire that they want to con- maintain when you, as a citizen, have zero benefits in it? You 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 literally get loan shark by your own government. You know that's that that's the absurdity and the and the, the the big problem and issue that we need to address as american citizens is that we cannot support this warmongering government no more it has zero benefits for everyday citizens it really does and the worst case scenario is that a global war happens and and then we all just you know we're all just dead from a nuclear holocaust and, and then you know that's it that's the end and story of humanity so we have to take this next year's election so serious as a life and death situation because it really is. It's only getting worse out there in Ukraine. Things are escalating more. You see this offensive that they launched. They 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 the Ukrainians are losing men and and equipment by the drove and that's not stopping it at all. They did they, they, nato and us just keep funding more they're they're now committing more weapons they're they're and now they're speaking about having ukraine join nato I mean, like the insanity is getting worse it's only going to get worse if we don't take next year's election serious because it is a life and death situation people it, it's just the the hard truth and the facts so i i hope that everybody wakes up and comes to terms with this because it is it's legitimately scary <laughs> i'm uh and you know that's one big reason why i took my trip because it might be the last time i i i get to enjoy life so that's all i wanted to say sorry but uh, if, I, if i was kind of with a debbie downer down there but i just wanted to give my two cents thank you katie I guess, uh, did, did she just, uh,
4: hi, Katie, are you there?
0: Oh, sorry. I muted myself by accident. Sorry about that
4: okay Sorry, I'm
0: sorry Nestor. I, I meant to say goodbye but i muted myself yeah
4: i was trying to unmute you but that wasn't possible right. <laughs> i'm just pushing my. okay uh thanks for useful idiots that was so um cathartic because okay. yeah i could never i could never watch that i could have watched that stuff on sunday without breaking the f- television and I w- used to watch it faithfully, Sunday morning talk shows faithfully, but um, I'm so glad I found Useful Idiots. And also, you look very, very pretty <laughs> today. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, yeah. my—I I guess I'm on the same theme as the first two callers because I'm—I'm I'm very upset with RFK Jr. about what he said about um, Palestine too. But. Yeah. um yeah, perhaps that's the way he's going to get, only way anyone will get elected is to take that, yeah. that stand. And I think it's good for us to say, uh, Palestine and not the apartheid state that's controlling right. yeah. Palestine yeah. and, and bombing Syria and, uh, and bombing Gaza and uh, all those awful things. So right. I think, we're, I think there's a little thing we can do that, is to remember that Jerusalem is the capital of Palestine. Yeah. And I like to put it on oh, no, travel apps and Airbnb, looking for things where it's where it makes sense to put it, that Jerusalem is the capital of Palestine, but there's no notice of nothing, no word. The word Palestine isn't anywhere. That's just insanity. Right. Um, yeah. And then I, especially on these, I loved History Channel, and I live in Greece, so I'm pretty close to oh, wow. cool. to Palestine, yeah. And I like ancient Greece, and the ancient Palestine goes hand in hand, because it turns out, I guess the Philistines were probably Greek, and possibly from Crete, right. too, and... Um, So uh, the history channels, I guess I want to suggest, make a suggestion. If you're watching anything and it's appropriate because they're not using the word Palestine, just say, Hey, don't you remember Jerusalem is a capital of Palestine? And that, um, I, I try not to be too, too mean about it, but some of the history channels don't even mention. Uh, Palestine at all. They just like it never existed. And I know this is brainwashing, especially in the United States, wow. where the evangelicals, yeah, have been so good at just making up facts that aren't really facts, but selling that, selling it, selling it. Um, and I, that's my little suggestion for how we can kind of empower ourselves and bring attention to the fact that Palestine exists. And we need to take notice of it and, and pay attention to it. So that's all I have to say today, and I thank you.
0: Thank you, Vicky. Thanks a lot.
4: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Yasu. Bye. Hi, Mark. How's it going? Unmute yourself. I hate-
5: Hello. Can you hear me?
0: Hi, Mark. Yep. From down under.
5: Yep, yep, yeah. I was uh, just ringing up because I heard your birds um, calling out before, and were were they budgerigars?
0: Sorry, um, hello. I'm not sure what are those. What are those?
5: Um, Yeah, I I I think they're. An Australian parrot call, called a budgerigar. That they're, they're from n- near where my hometown is. I'm from the country, and uh, yeah, I was just just curious about them. But I, I, I guess you didn't purchase them, or they're not yours.
0: Oh, maybe it's my friend's bird. Hold on a second. Do you know what kind of bird Megan has? There a parakeet. Was it a parakeet? Did it sound like a parakeet? Um,
5: it, it, it sounded to me like, like a budgerigar, but may, maybe... Um, okay, so like Jonathan
0: a, a, Cadman writes in the comments, in the US we call them parakeets. So you're right, you have good bird dar. <laughs> you're
5: yeah, right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, didn't, I haven't really heard them in, in the wild because although I'm from near where they're from, they're they're sort of more from Central Australia, but... Got it. Yeah, I I just was... um, You know, seeing as there weren't that many people on today, I thought I'd I'd just dial up and, and ask you about... Well, I thought it was your bird, but obviously not.
0: Yeah, it's my friend's bird.
5: Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, 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 all, what all are, they, what are they
0: called in Australia again? Um, the, Budge, budgery They're booze?
5: budgies or, or budgerigars.
0: A budgery Yeah, it,
5: it's it's actually an Aboriginal cool. name. Oh,
0: it's an Aboriginal name.
5: they, they are cool. they are a type of parakeet oh, anyway. Nice. But and anyway, that's that's all that I'm dialing up about. So. Yeah. Catch you later.
6: Katie, can you hear me. Yo, Katie, I am muted. You are muted. Uh, are you there, Katie? Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'll try. Uh, I'll try calling in. Um, later. Thank you. Actually, if you are there, you can hear me. My question for you is how do you articulate or explain um, the orange man question? A lot of people tend to think that if you are anti-Biden or anti you're against what's happening right now that you're pro-Trump and that's simply not the case. So um, how do you articulate that of being against what's happening now versus saying I'm pro-Trump or pro-DeSantis, so on. Katie? Am I not hearing you? No, you don't see Uh, no, we can't hear you. I've seen your chat now. Uh, your adjustment. I'll Can counter- you hear me?
0: Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, great. Sorry about yes. that. I had, to, I had to exit the room and come back
6: in. Uh, no problem.
0: Okay. So, sorry. Uh, what were you saying, Theron?
6: Oh, okay. So, my question is how do you personally handle um, I don't know what to call it, the orange man question. What what would be it if you can be against what's happening now versus um, most people tend to think if you speak out against it, then you're pro Trump. And that's, that's not the case with most of us. I think Trump is more the, uh, the, the, the atomic bomb option, but it doesn't mean we're pro him. We just want to change the way things are done. How do you articulate that position?
0: Well, I think it's, you mean in terms of Trump right now with the uh, indictment and arraignment? Well,
6: So one thing with me is I don't like bullies. Um, And one thing I feel like whatever he is, and if you agree or not, he's, you know, he's getting hammered on by our government. And that affects us all. What's happening to him is what's possible with all of us. So that's different, though, from saying, well, he's my guy. Um, Right. Yeah, it's strange to be sympathetic towards someone like that, but. You know, I am. I mean, it's it's just not right. It's not right on a systemic level more so than than on a personal level.
0: And what? So what? What part do you think is unfair?
6: Well, when 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 you have the FBI, when you have agencies who are coming up with reasons to prosecute someone to, um, I don't want to say persecute because that has weird connotations, but right. to basically go after someone because of you wanna knock them out. Right. And or like
0: when Rachel Maddow said they could reach a deal where they didn't where he didn't run for president and then went yeah, right.
6: Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: I think it's not that hard to separate the two things out and you can say, yeah, I don't like Trump and I mean what what makes the Trump thing I think um unique is his his like not cooperating. So I think I, I think you can also say, Yeah, they didn't go after other people, they went after Trump, but also I think it's an easier it would be an easier argument to say that it's a double standard if you if Trump didn't wasn't unique in his response. Does that make sense?
6: Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Um yeah. So how does it how knowing everything now and, and looking at the earlier um, IG reports and kind of putting together what happened with um the whole 2016 election, you see there's a pattern there that, that is just going to go on and on. But not voting for him is not going to solve that problem because it's it's there now. It's out there. Um, so how do you handle that? I mean, it's it's you're almost battling two things. Like the election is going to be really different in terms of not just the candidate of your choice, but the ideology of your choice and the idea of, of how they handle... The civilian population
0: right i mean i think that so so your question is how you handle both um defeating trump but also defeating what brought him into power is that your question
6: yeah as roy well said yeah yeah me circling the airport yeah thanks for bringing that in for landing
0: no no, sure yeah, yeah um i think that you just do both things at once and you you acknowledge that just defeating him because who there are a lot of people who have worn this. I think like Sirota has said this and others because the danger is you get someone like Trump who's actually more competent uh, administrator because one of the, the saving graces of Trump was that he was erratic and some people wouldn't work with him. And also, not. I mean, I don't want to downplay the fact that he did successfully uh, implement like the largest upward transfer of wealth, I think, of, of U.S. history with his tax right. cuts. Right, right. Um, but i think that we have to be speaking to people i mean it's not it's both messaging but also policy so you have to have the policies that make people get out and vote um against that person and i think that just saying how scary trump is doesn't reach trump supporters and probably doesn't even reach really we need to get out to vote because um people think that Trump is being unfairly critical. And I think that when people call him an unprecedented existential threat, that doesn't reach people who are the unmotivated base, and it definitely doesn't reach his supporters. So I guess I don't have an answer to your question. I'm just empathetic towards it, and I think it's a challenge. And it definitely, I think that we do have a problem, because I think sometimes the Democrats just think that, like, they are so unaware of people who are not there Motivated base, they forget how to talk to. They they can't even pander correctly. They don't even know how to pander, let alone you know bring the policy. Yeah,
6: it all comes down to basically personal attacks. I mean, that, that's kind of their goal. If you say, "Well, I don't do it, and like we're well, stupid," that's why. And right, that makes it kind of tough type to of conversation. Right. Um Or was it, who was it? Um, someone recently, Michael Malice said they're NPCs. I, I, like I, I, you know what they're going to say before they say it.
0: Right.
6: Um, where do you think that takes you ideologically in terms of where to go with this election? I mean, RFK, I can see where he's conspiratorial. I mean, my God, look what the guy lived through with his dad and everything else. But at the same time, it's very uncomfortable to have that in a candidate. So where do you go ideologically? Marianne Williamson? Like, What do you like?
0: I mean, I think the thing to do is use these other people to I mean what I think is interesting is that if I were Biden would want him to have to toughen up before debating a Republican and I'd also want him to be pushed in certain areas um, so I think that that's an important thing I mean I for right now I'm just glad that there are more voices in the debate well not in the debate. As me, know, they're not going to have a debate. But I think more voices. Um, I've said this before like, there are a lot of people who believe in electoralism and they think it's like a, a, a waste of energy to, to advocate for having people um, giving them the right to debate. But I think that if you have a couple people on stage, and this is just one example like, if you had Cornel West, Bobby Kennedy, and Marion Williamson, and Joe Biden on stage, well, okay, with Cornell West, that would have to be during the general. But if you had Marion Williamson and Bobby Kennedy on stage with um, Joe Biden, uh, and you had two out of three people saying "Free Julian Assange," that would be an. Yeah, that makes sense. People who think that it's that it's who cares? Why are you wasting? You know, the Democrats. Save you, electoral politics will never save you, all that stuff. Well, okay, but let's say you believe in that Assange should be free. Don't you want the opportunity to see people staying on the stage and the one man out?
6: Is that why they're protecting against that, though?
0: Well, I mean, they just don't want him to be debating people because he's, I'm sure, will sound like an idiot.
6: Yeah. Yeah um yeah i mean it's it's weird how far he's it, it i don't want to be you know discriminatory against disabilities if that's what it is but it, it just his demeanor's changed so much that it really looks like something did happen his facial features like it looks like something happened but he's still in that position of you know head demagogue so whatever is now will be then um so is it more like exposing, not exposing, but it's more like revealing kind of his his the you know, the administration's ineptness um, of leadership, or is yeah. it really looking for a third person?
0: Say that last part again.
6: So is it really is is the debate is the goal to kind of show a sort of ineptness? Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's the question of you have a,
0: sorry, I got, okay, so with the, with the example,
6: sorry, you broke up. I heard you say the example of Biden. Shoot, it sounds like we went through a tunnel. Um, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I don't know if you're you're signaling up. Don't. Yeah, I got bars. Um, No, it's it's until you come back in. That's that's. I think if I heard you correctly, that is kind of the the idea. Is you, you if there's not a stance, a political stance that Biden can can directly articulate then it becomes who knows who's in charge whereas with the others you have at least a philosophy in place and do you think that if do you think that the field will change or do you think it's just going to be rfk is a wild card biden and trump slash desantis um yeah, it's all the riffing I got. I don't know. I'm still not hearing you, though. Um, but hopefully that makes sense. Like that's that's just really why I uh, why I called in is just the question is whenever you say anything against the the what's happening with with federal agencies, what's happening with with kind of how. The FBI is dealing with the situation, I agree with your point with Trump's acting differently. We don't want that. So how do you how, how do you articulate that to people that, that kind of accuse you of being a Trump fan when you're not? And uh, hopefully connected. that's... Sorry
0: about that. I got this oh, all right. So I was saying right. that I was giving an example of educational value of the debates. Um, what, and I'm not sure, did you respond to that? Or does that make sense, the difference between... yes. Yeah.
6: Yes, it does. Um, yeah, just you saying that it does make sense.
0: Yeah. So that's like the very least it does. And then you can say, well, it exposes the ineptitude. But the problem with that is that if you make that argument, which I think is a fine one to make, but you're going to scare off. I'm, not, I'm trying to be strategic. Like, you're going to scare off Biden defenders.
6: Yes. Yes. Um, no, that makes sense. Um, it's It's a it's a dilly of a conundrum this time around because it feels like we've sunk so far. Who's there to support? Um, right. but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've monopolized a lot of your time. So I really do appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay. M and then Jenny. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good.
7: Thanks. Good. Um, just, I think of the previous caller when I, um, when I say anything disparagingly about Biden, it seems like people automatically will think I'm a Trump supporter.
6: Right.
7: Yeah. I mean, it's, and I'm, (laughs) I'm like just anti-politicians period. And, um, and I tried to, I'm just like, I'm not, a, this doesn't mean I am a fan of Donald Trump. I'm not, I don't like right. either of them. It's like pot, meat, kettle. You know, they're, right. they're the same thing. And I think right. most people, I, my kids hate it when I say that. I'm like, I think most people or most people I know. And he's like, my son, John is like, <laughs> mom, you act like, you know, everybody. But right. um, when I come across most people, they, they're able to kind of, get that like they're they're it's they're both bad i mean uh, and it, for a long time it's been like that it's just been like a repetition of cycling of different you know the uh, different different people di- different like sides in power that really accomplish the exact same thing and i'm tired of it i mean i'm just tired of seeing the same old thing and, yeah. I'm, I i do not do good at this, I get nervous. I, I don't my- get nervous, <laughs> you're doing great. But it is, so I think for me, I just, cause the person that I live with, they're definitely a Democrat. Anytime I say anything bad about Joe Biden, it's I'm kind of met with this, like a Donald Trump issue. And it's I- not a Donald Trump issue. It's yeah. not a Joe Biden issue. And it's really easy to get kind of marred down in details, but there's just
6: right.
7: the general truth about what's going on in this world. And I think that's what people are, um, I guess maybe, I don't even know if they're, if, if they, I think they're hungry for it, but they don't even know it because there's not a whole lot of, um, there's not a whole lot of discussion about like, all of the, um, all the things that we do have in common, all the things that we do know are going on in this world. And, um, I don't know, I, I think it, it's, I'm not exactly sure. I lost my train of thought of what I was going to say earlier.
0: Well, I think, I mean, maybe like one of the issues is, um, that these things are like more systemic than just individual based but obviously people have like individual power. And so I think you can say both things at the same time if that makes sense. Like you yeah. can point out that they that politicians are like, don't care about people. And right. also point out that like Joe Biden has had a chance to do a lot of things and he's made a lot of promises and he doesn't um, live up to them. And uh, that that's not good for Biden
7: right i agree and i like you put that very well and i like that personal power because i believe that we all have um personal power and if we can come together in that and find our common ground that um that connects us all then that's where that's where you know interesting stuff can happen um and it is it's like I don't know, I guess in a way, I have kind of this naivety where I'm like it's probably easier than we think it is um to join us to join each other in um in unity um and it it's just a matter of like you know finding that commonality and that one truth um or or maybe a bunch of there i guess there are kind of a bunch of big truths, but you know like. You don't have to, you don't, when somebody hears the truth, they don't need a reason behind it. They don't need an explanation. They just know like, yeah, that resonates in my heart and I can feel that in my body. And, um, and so I, like, for me, I just feel like it really is just kind of about getting the message out there about what we all kind of, what we all know and what we all feel, you know, and it's just, it, they're really simple things. They're, they don't need to be complicated. They're are really not complicated. And um, it, so I don't know. I just think that, um, I guess I think, and I hope that something will happen. Well, I think things are happening, you know, they really are. There's, the, there's a lot more um, awakening, I guess, to all of the bullshit that it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, like, um, this this guy's gonna do good and or this guy's gonna do good because we've been failed so many times, you know, every electoral season with a new president, everybody gets hopeful. They give a really good speech and you think, Oh, even if you're on the other side, you kind of think maybe I was wrong, because some of the speeches are really good and they like tickle your heart. But then the same old policies and procedures and um weapon um, uh, weapon, weapon profiteering and um, and you know just what politicians do—they're just big frauds. They're freaking corrupt, greedy. They they just they can't see the forest for the trees or the trees right. for the forest. So and I I think that's a good thing that I think most people are just kind of they're kind of done with that and they're done with I guess hoping and believing that our political system is going to do any good for anybody. Right. Um,
0: and, the hope he changes stuff, as, as Sarah Palin yeah. said. Not that we give her credit for much. Right, that, yeah. yeah,
7: like, they're not going to do it. They're not, because right. they're, well, ben, think... ben
0: Jealous, who probably is too, too much part of the Democratic Party for most people who need to hear this to respect, but he did, I thought this was smart, he said, we don't elect people, we don't elect presidents to make, or politicians to make change, we elect politicians who will make it easier for us to make change,
4: Oh, and that's an
7: interesting thought, but I just don't think politicians are, they don't have that mindset. I I really... No, they don't.
0: The question is, like, can, the question is, like, does electing certain people make it easier to get change done? Because they will not, maybe they won't oppose this change as much, as opposed to, in other words, the idea isn't that they're going to do the things, but maybe they're things that the people can organize for, and will one politician be less an obstructionist force than the other one? I'm not defending this necessarily. Oh. I think it's something good to think about,
7: though. Yeah, no, no, no. I I agree with you, and I do think, yeah, there are, um, you know, and I like, I don't think like people like um, JFK or Cornwall West. Uh, well, especially
0: Junior. Yeah,
7: that guy, and then yeah. the, Cor- the Cornell Cornell West, Cornell yeah. West. Yeah, especially Cornell West. Like I believe their heart is in the right place. place. They do want change. Um, JFK, I don't really know too much about, or yeah, RFK, sorry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, he, I, you know, I just don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Like people say,
0: Marianne and, and Cornell better, um, domestic.
7: Yeah. And I don't know the, uh, Marianne, I don't really know anything about her, but, um, I just feel like, yeah, oh, if we got somebody like that in power, it would definitely make it easier and better. And especially because they do their or like the message that they're giving the people is going to to be more uplifting and it is going to, it can, it will bring up hope and stuff, but it still is about, um. And that's a that's a good feeling. I mean, you just just saying that actually gives gives me a little bit more hope, I guess, in our political system. Or if we did get a president in there that actually um, did kind of stand up for that and had a good message for the American people, it probably would make a good change. So, yeah, you definitely given me a a different perspective instead of just being so jaded towards every politician. I'm just like. You can't trust them. The only reason why they get into politics is to make money for money
0: and power. Yeah. Um, Most, yeah. I'd say that's true for 99% of them. But, but, yeah. yeah.
7: Yeah. So, and so I guess like, yeah, now I think, okay, if Cornell West won, it you're right. And that's like, that's great. That's hopeful. And, um and I like that. So thank you very much for, um, for, yeah. Inspiring me for <laughs> my heart and saying like, Oh, it's, that there are some people that do want power to do good and not just yeah. for their own, their own benefit, you know? Right. Um, right. So, yeah. Cause yeah, I'm completely, I'm completely jaded, jaded. of the political
0: yeah. system. I mean, yeah, i am just I'm like, well, yeah. All okay. right. Well, thanks. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks everyone. So I'm going to, I have to wrap now. Um, uh, Jenny and Josh come early next time and I'll make sure to get you first um, thank you all so much for listening to Mutual Idiots um, calling Mutual Idiots I will see you after my Katie Helper show tomorrow night at uh, Tuesday evening check out my interview with uh, Cornell West from last week also tomorrow I'll have on um, Bertrand Arnault to talk about China and Lev Galenkin to talk about uh, the whitewashing of Nazis in Ukraine so that's at youtube.com slash the Katie Helper Show, patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Of course, go to youtube.com slash uh, useful idiots, useful See you next week.